You're now listening to Jesus is the Truth with Ashley Mora from Obey Christ. May God bless you. Hi, you guys. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Jesus is the Truth. I am really excited about today's message, mainly because I know that this particular idea is very popular right now and I just, I look forward to dismantling it. <laughs> um, so yay, welcome and thank you. And if this is your first time here, I hope you're here to stay and I hope you enjoy it. And if you do end up enjoying this message, don't forget to subscribe because I make videos like this all the time. You guys check out all my other videos on my channel. And yeah, stick around. So guys, let's go ahead and get into today's message. And it's all about the soft life, quote unquote, the soft life and how you should get over yourself and over this idea of having a soft life, at least here in the earth, have your soft life in heaven. Look forward to a very soft life in heaven that's the ultimate <laughs> soft life you guys heaven is the ultimate soft life seriously but while we're here in the earth and while the earth this earth that we're in right now is still spinning around there's still a war going on in the spirit realm and it's pending a resolution that we will arrive to soon and uh yeah ain't no time for no soft life right now we ain't got time for that so i just have one passage to reference this time for you guys but i do have a couple of notes a couple of bullet points i want to mention first so let's get into the first bullet point guys it says here i'm against the soft life and here's why our lives don't belong to us. That's first and foremost. So I mentioned that first and foremost. <laughs> and then it says, get over yourself. Guys, I mean that in every sense of the word, not because it sounds cute, not because it sounds cute, not because it's like funny and clever or whatever. No, we actually have to do it. Like, no, but no, no, but literally, like literally we've been called to get over ourselves we've been called to die to our flesh and its desires and we've been called to pick up our individual crosses and to follow to follow Jesus so yeah I think that is I think if there's a definition for get over yourself it's probably that like that's probably the ultimate definition of get over yourself wouldn't you say and um, actually, I'm going to go ahead and take this opportunity to reference my previous episodes. Um, if you did not know, we just entered season two, yay, of Jesus is the Truth podcast. So I actually just released episode one and two, and uh, you can check those out. Um, I'll link them somewhere above. Definitely check those out because they correlate 
to this message. It's, it's all linked. They're all interconnected. They all have to do with one another. You will find them helpful and they will bless you. So yes, I will have those linked above. Please check them out when you get a chance. It'll all make sense. It'll make even more sense, I should say. But yeah, guys, we have got to get over ourselves. This whole idea of a soft life, if you really think about it, it's just being comfortable. Like literally in every sense of the word, li- listen to the phrase, soft life soft we're chilling we don't have a care in the world now guys that's not me saying go out there and stress out and overwork yourself and just break your back and you need to be out there tealing the ground of the kingdom of heaven and wearing yourself out no that's not (laughs) that's not what i'm saying either listen with a spiritual ear okay Listen what listen to what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. I'm going to I'm going to break this thing all the way down. <laughs> I'm going to make it make sense. But for now, I really want to focus on what the meaning of soft life is because once we define that term, then I can better explain why I'm against it. So let's just establish that first. A soft life, at least according to my understanding, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free. I have a feeling there are going to be people with different definitions, but guys, the essence of it, okay? Like, let's not have a a disagreement or get into an argument about semantics. First of all, I'm not going to enter into any argument because I don't cast my pearls. At least I try not to. I've been on that road for a while. It's been going well so far, so I thank the Lord. So I know I should say I no longer cast my pearls, but um, let me just say, guys, the essence of the term or the phrase soft life is rooted in comfort. I think if we're being honest, we can all agree on that. Okay, and that guys, that's fine. It's it's okay. I think that was the point of the whole soft life thing. People are overworked and they're underpaid. I guess that was maybe the turning point and uh, a bunch of other stuff. My point is this. If you are a devout and sincere follower of Christ and you consider yourself a, a believer and a member of the body of Christ, You don't have time for a soft life. Your soft life will come when Jesus comes back. We, after the war, will have a soft life for the rest of eternity. For eternity. But as for now, guys, we ain't got time for no soft life. Y'all, there's a whole war at hand. There are souls at stake. The kingdom of heaven is at stake. We've been called and chosen and appointed to fight the good fight until the return of Jesus Christ. The Lord is literally raising up an army and the members of that army will be the remnant. Guys, 
I'm part of the remnant. Are you? Are you part of the room? I'm part of the remnant. Guys, I am sharpening my sword. I am focused on God. I am equipping myself so that I can fight in the spirit realm. Does that sound soft to you? What the enemy wants to do is rock you to sleep. And he's doing a good job. He's doing a good job. Because a bunch of y'all out there sleep. Y'all just tired and y'all tired and y'all tired. So y'all said, let me just go on to sleep and wake me up when uh, such and such. such, such. <laughs> no, get up now. Get up. I know you tired. I know you weary. But the Lord came for people like you, for people like me to snatch us out of the path to hell. To deliver us, to heal us, and to set us free. To strengthen us and to equip us for what is going on right now in this hour. If you're weary, find strength in the Lord. You thirsty? He he got water that, a well of water that never runs dry. He is living water. Literally, the Holy Spirit is referred to as living water. People who are saved, we're like trees planted by streams of water. So we're always fed. We don't dry up. Amen. And that's because of the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us who gives us strength, endurance, stamina, wisdom, peace, joy, self-control. All of that that you're lacking, all of that that you need is found in Jesus and supplied by the Holy Spirit. But you sleeping, you napping, you relaxing and just thinking that, you you know, (laughs) everything's all good. Guys, be careful with that. Be careful with that because that in itself can become a God. And now you got a whole idol and you're on your way to hell. Why? Because you chose that over God. That's why. Because you called yourself and I will, I will reference the video above. Okay. For more information about denying yourself and getting uncomfortable. Okay. I got a whole little message about that. And I'm sure I'm going to guys, all of these topics that I touched on this week so far, all of these topics are, these are like the type of topics that we have to it's a continuous discussion. I'm sure I'll touch on these topics again in the future because it's just, it's so relevant. <laughs> you call yourself trying to save yourself by eliminating unnecessary stress. So your way of eliminating unnecessary stress is removing yourself altogether, right? Your way of not being bothered or being unbothered and not being concerned is ignoring the issue. Guys, that is not, that's not how it works. Because while you're isolated without God, them demons still on the inside of you. So at any point, if you get in contact with or engage in conversation with someone who triggers one of them demons that you house you back at you back fighting again you back cussing folks out again and you back doing whatever it is you was doing when you was among them among the people 
and uh now after after saying all of that now I'm interested I want to hear what people have to say about a soft life because I want to say I've, I've probably watched one video literally the Lord is my witness I literally think I've watched only one video where someone referenced a soft life I like actually sat through the video and listened to it um so I don't really have a full understanding but I I have enough of an understanding to speak on it but after saying all that I just said which came from the Holy Spirit. Now I'm super curious to like go back and listen to people talking about a soft life because now I want to know like how much of what I just said hit (laughs) everything they was talking about because I feel the Holy Spirit telling me that most of like the idea of a soft life is really just disengaging. So disengaging from everything you deem to be toxic, whether it's people, places, jobs environments whatever it is that you claim is causing you turmoil (laughs) inner turmoil whatever it is that's causing you inner turmoil is the thing that has to go because it's disrupting your potential soft life and that's it so it's like disconnect from people who you know are toxic which I'm not saying, listen, guys, the reason why some of these ideas and philosophies and, you know, all of this new, the reason why some of this stuff sounds so good is because in a lot of ways, there's some truth like woven on the inside of, of, of it. Okay. Obviously we shouldn't be in the company of people who mistreat us and abuse us not at least at least not on a regular basis if we can help it right we shouldn't go out of our way to entertain and to host individuals who don't care about us we shouldn't go out of our way to be in the company of those who mistreat us and abuse us that's true right even the lord told us to dust our feet when we go into a place we're not welcome and the person is just like not even trying to hear what we got to say, not trying to do right by us. They don't eat and we're coming in peace. We're doing everything we know to do to come in peace. You know, we haven't done anything wrong, like sincerely. We maybe even want to share the the Lord with them or speak life into them or whatever the case. And they just completely reject it. They don't want anything to do with God. They don't want anything to do with you. If you're a believer in Christ and you love the Lord, the Lord, his light should be shining through you and to other people. So, um, yeah, if they don't want anything to do with God, it's more than likely they, they're not going to want anything to do with you either because God's light and his love and who he is shines through you because you should be submitted to him and you should be filled up with the Holy Spirit. So the Lord says in situations like that to just go, just leave, dust your feet and walk off. Dusting your feet means it's similar to saying like you're washing your hands of the situation. You're not at fault of it for leaving. So guys, there are, there are some truths woven into these ideologies and these philosophies. And that is why it seems right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He just brought a scripture to my, um, remembrance there's a way that seems right to a man but in the end it leads to destruction so this is a 
prime example. And I didn't even have that scripture in my notes. So I thank you, Holy Spirit, because that's a perfect, (laughs) that's a perfect passage to include in this message. And I thank the Holy Spirit for bringing it to my remembrance because, again, it's perfect for this. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is destruction. In the end, it leads to destruction. That's that soft life type stuff right there. That soft life. Why? Because it's kind of like you're just like, it's almost like you're neutral. That's what I hear the Lord saying. For the most part, I say that because there are some people who are witches, who are in the soft life and they, they do witchcraft in that soft life. The Lord is showing me people doing that. Like they're, they do the, the card readings and the, um, the sage, lots of candles, lots of praying to other gods for peace, lots of looking to crystals for help with peace. It's a lot of peace seeking in the wrong places. Um, in this case, witchcraft Um, because of the type of things these women are getting involved in. For the most part, people have good intentions, right? um, So obviously I'm not including those who are participating in in witchcraft. There's also a select number of women who are participating in this soft life. And they just, like, they're doing it in the most innocent way. In, in the sense that I just see them just wanting to isolate themselves. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's a generation that wants to isolate themselves because they don't know which way to go or where to turn. They just want to be alone and left alone because there's so many voices all around them telling them where to go, what to do. And they just they're tired. They don't know what to do. They don't know where to go, but they just know they want silence and they want to be left alone. And that is what they call a soft life, just completely removing themselves. But the Lord is saying to you on today, seek me. Come to me. This is where you will find your peace. This is where you will find the healing you want so badly, the deliverance you need. This is where you will find it in me. This is what the Lord is saying. So you seek the Lord. This is why the Lord commands us to seek him first So seek the kingdom of God first and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added to you. Guys, that's not just referring to physical and tangible things such as money and possessions and material things. Although it it very well includes that, of course, but it also refers to the healing of your heart. For those of you who are brokenhearted, the healing of your mind, for those of you who have been traumatized and abused and misused and mistreated, the Lord sees you. He hears you. He knows every hair on your head and you are not alone. And he wants you to know that on today. And he's telling you to come. Come now while while you still have time to come. Come Come and get rest because he is a refuge for the brokenhearted. He truly is and he's faithful and he won't leave you, nor will he abandon you. But you have got to come with an open heart. Be repentant. Humble yourself. The Lord will meet you where you are. He will meet you there. When your heart is right, there's a scripture that goes like this. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing it to my remembrance. 
the the Lord overlooks the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So he will overstep the proud, meaning he bypasses them. He'll pass right by them. It, so if there's pride in your heart, you that has to go. That's guys, there's a reason why the Lord emphasizes humility and, and submission so much. And I, I believe it says in Joel, is it chapter two, verse 12, where it says, even now says the Lord, come to me crying out and in fasting and weeping and repent. This is what the Lord is saying. Do it now. Do it before it's too late. And the Lord is speaking to somebody. I don't know who that was for. That was the Lord speaking it. And I don't know who that was for, but I pray you receive that and you do what the Lord is is asking of you before it is too late. You guys, this soft life is this idea of a soft life. It's a slippery slope because it leads to idleness. And guys, that's that's not of God. We are called to be of sober mind to maintain a sober mind. And that's just not referencing alcohol and drugs. Although obviously we ought to stay away from alcohol and drugs, (laughs) but it also means to say, stay alert in the spirit realm. When it comes to your walk with Christ, your relationship with Christ, the status Y'all know all about status in this age with the social media and every social media platform has a status feature. You can see the status if they own, if they online or they not online or if folks married or they single or when their birthday coming or are they live or not live? <laughs> are they offline? Are they whatever status is the thing, Right. What's your status in the kingdom of God? Have you logged off? Have you logged out? Did you even sign in? Have you ever signed up? Did you create an account? <laughs> Some of y'all haven't even created an account. Haven't even created it, created an account for the kingdom of God. If you want <laughs> to be a part of a community, the body of Christ is the one And it's the only one that leads to life everlasting, to peace everlasting. That's the destination. Okay. If you haven't created an account, AKA gotten saved, give your life to God. Give your life to Jesus. Repent. He is faithful to forgive you, to receive you with open arms. He's waiting for you despite what the enemy told you. The enemy's a liar. He's a liar. He's a father of lies. Of course, he's going to lie. He's lying to you right now, telling you not to listen to me. (laughs) The enemy's a liar. He get on my nerves. Y'all better learn how to shut his mouth. There's a scripture that says, resist the enemy and he will flee meaning ignore him ignore just how y'all be ignoring folks text messages leaving him on red leave the devil on red that's what y'all need to be doing because he come in y'all mind to attack he come in our minds to attack that's what he loved doing that leave him on red okay you heard the thought reject the thought i rebuke that thought in the mighty name of jesus ain't got nothing to do with me i don't receive it i don't 
and then start to speak life. What did the Lord say about it? That's what you say out your mouth. Just so we all on the same page. And guess what's going to happen? That thought going to go ahead and go on somewhere. Because it doesn't, it can't survive in a, in a situation like that where it's not being entertained and where you completely rebuke and reject it. It can't survive in that. That's what the Lord says. Resist the enemy and he will flee. That's what the word of God says. Amen. Okay, so back to my notes. <laughs> it says here, guys, we have got to get over ourselves and get out of our own way. Did Jesus have a soft life? No, no, he didn't. He was so concerned with his father's business. He didn't have time to have a soft life because that's why he walked around like he did. And, you know, ate with common folk, hung out with common folk and just, he was all over the place. He was traveling and he his because his gifts made room for him. He was before great men, so oftentimes he was in front of Pharisees and all these very popular people of high status, et cetera, et cetera. Just being himself, just doing what the Lord told him to do, saying what the Lord told him to say, and accomplishing his assignment, the assignment he was sent to accomplish. This was his priority. This was right here. It was at the forefront of his mind and in his heart to do because he was submitted to the will of his father. And you know what he did to stay close to his father? He often prayed. He prayed and he fasted and he prayed and he prayed and he fasted. That's what kept him going and going. So as long as we're still fighting this war, we won't have a soft life either. Meaning Jesus didn't have a soft life here on the earth. As followers of Jesus, we ain't going to have no soft life. Guys, that, that doesn't mean the Lord doesn't want us to have big comfy beds with all the beautiful soft linens and fabrics and drive the nice cars that are luxurious and comfortable. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we are called to work. We are called to win souls. We are called to do what our father has purposed on the inside of each one of us to do. And that's not always going to be comfortable. So we cannot make comfortability our God, which is what the soft life wants to do. It wants you to seek comfort, seek it, seek it. Doesn't matter the cost. Seek it, seek it, seek it. Cut them out, cut them off. Leave that job, leave that thing. Stop talking to that person. Stop following. If they trying to correct you. See, that's the thing. It's going, that's where I mean by the slippery slope. Because there are certain things where it's totally fine for you to cut them off. You should have been cut them off. Cool. Cut them off. Okay, good. But now you're starting to cut off. Wait a second. Now you're starting to cut off folks that's telling you to what you, some other stuff that you ought to be doing right. But because you didn't feel like hearing it and it aggravated and irritated that demon on the inside of you. Now you want to cut them off. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. But that's an elder at your church slash a prophet slash that's your apostle that just told you you ought to 
still come to church when you don't feel like coming to church or that you ought to get on that fast, even though you don't feel like getting on that fast. But because you didn't want to hear it and because it disrupted your peaceful atmosphere, <laughs> now you're trying to cut them off too. The devil's a liar. That's what I mean about that slippery slope. There's a way that seemeth right to a man, but in the end, it leads to destruction. Be careful, guys. Be mindful. Stay alert. That soft life wasn't meant for no Christian here in this earth. What you seek is heaven, and that's eternal, and it's promised to every believer. So why don't you just get saved and submit to what the Lord told you to do? And then you can have eventually one day after the war, you can have a soft life forever and ever and ever and ever. So I'm hopeful and I have peace and I have joy because what the Lord has called me to do brings me joy. Ultimately, it truly does because I'm I'm doing. Yes, I'm involved in things that cause some discomfort because certain things I don't feel like doing or don't feel comfortable doing or whatever the case is all the time. Like, for example, talking all the time on camera and stuff like that I don't really care for that I also don't necessarily care for public appearances or being around a a large group of people on a regular basis and stuff like that although I love people like I love people and I love talking to people and meeting people and stuff like that but guys for the most part I'm pretty like shy I know again I know it sounds weird but I just kind of like to stay to myself and kind of be just to myself I don't know like a lot of you I know you guys can understand I know a lot of you understand where I'm coming from but my point is there are a lot of things that I do that bring me a lot of joy because the Lord makes a way for me to do things that I enjoy doing such as traveling graphic design such as fashion and teaching and talking with people and helping others and motivating others like these are things that the Lord put on the inside of me so it brings me joy to to do these things because he's given me a grace to do them and I thoroughly enjoy doing them okay like seriously I have so much it brings me a lot of joy and I I really have fun doing it so yeah but so I'm not I'm not here to say that as Christians we're not meant to have a soft life so that automatically means our life is hard the devil's a liar no it's not hard does it have challenges yes are there growing moments absolutely but is it for our good And for the greater good, for the edification of our own faith and for the edification of the body of Christ as a whole. Absolutely. And guys, growing up and maturing, it's it's not going to always feel good. You're probably going to hear a little bit of difference in the audio just now because my AC turned on. I'm about to wrap up this message anyway. So let me just go ahead and read the passage. Finally, I pretty much got through the whole message without the passage, but this is going to take us home. All right. Okay. So this passage comes from Revelation. So the book of Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 21. And it reads, I saw heaven standing open and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called faithful and true with justice he judges and wages war his eyes are like blazing fire and on his head are many crowns 
He has a name written on him that no one knows but he himself. He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. Amen. The armies of heaven were following him. That's us, the remnant. Hi, I'm a member of the army of the Lord. My name is Ashley. I, as a member, as a soldier in the army of the Lord. I know some of y'all know that song from the 90s. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Now, it's basically, that's not how, guys, I didn't want to sing it, but that's not, I wasn't trying to sing it how they sang it. But do you guys know what I'm talking about? Comment below if you do. That'd be so funny. And it also shows your age, which, yay, welcome, girl, millennial. Um, But anyway. But yeah, guys, we are soldiers. Soldiers don't live soft lives. Not while they're training for battle or war. Sure, after the war, sure. Especially when there's promise of peace everlasting and forever more type of thing you know what i'm saying like the soft life will come it'll come let me get back to this okay <laughs> again i'm in revelation chapter 19 i'm gonna pick up with verse uh 13 and again we're, we're talking about jesus here in verse 13 where it says he is dressed in a robe dipped in blood and his name is the word of god the armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen. That's us. That's the remnant and the army of the Lord. Dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Verse 15. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations amen he will rule them with an iron scepter he treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of god almighty amen on his robe and on his thigh he has his name written king of kings and lord of lords and i saw an angel standing in the sun who cried in a loud voice to all the birds flying in midair come Gather together for the great supper of God so that you may eat the flesh of kings, generals, and the mighty of horses and their riders and the flesh of all people, free and slave, great and small. Then I saw the beasts and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on on the horse. So guys, let me just stop right there really, really quickly. An angel cried out to the birds in the sky saying, y'all come on together. It's about to be a huge supper. We about to get ready to feed y'all for real. Because all these folks right here about to die. So before the war even for real took place. Okay. That's the angel prophesying was about to happen. Because we all know the end. Amen. This is so cool. So, and it also goes back to how the Lord always looking out for even the birds in the sky. They ain't even got nothing to worry about. And um, in this case, especially, ew, they were going to eat all that, but they're made for that, like for eating this stuff. So whatever. Of course, I'm going to think it's disgusting, but also I'm not a bird. <laughs> 
But anyway. So verse 19. Then I saw the beast and the kings of the earth. Okay. And their armies gathered together to wage war against the rider on the horse. Against Jesus and his army. So us. Okay. The remnant. But the beast was captured. (laughs) And with it, the false prophet who had performed the signs on his behalf. With these signs, he had deluded those who had received the mark of the beast. The two of them, that's the beast and the false prophet, were thrown alive into the fury lake of burning sulfur. The rest were killed with the sword coming out of the mouth of the rider on the horse. And all the birds gorged themselves on their flesh. That's what the end will look like. That's what the war will look like. That's the end of the war. In order for us to be enlisted in the army of the Lord, we have to be a part of the remnant. Remember, the remnant are those of us who are saved. In order to be saved, you have to first submit and repent. In order to remain saved, okay, because you can lose salvation, or rather, you can be on the back on the path to hell if you don't watch it. Just look at the Israelites who did it before us. Are you kidding? Like, not only that, but even after Christ came, um, Apostle Paul warned the church of how how one can rebel and go to hell, even if they believe in the Lord. So, because there are other conditions, guys, that come along with truly being saved. And that it consists of you loving the Lord, your God, with your whole heart, soul, and mind, first and foremost. And it includes you being obedient and submitting yourself. Really, if you just submit yourself, the obedience part comes much easier because you're submitted to the will of the Father. Okay, so guys, on that note, I just want to say, um, rise up, remnant, okay, body of Christ, rise up. We are called to be enlisted in the army of the Lord. We are the remnant. There's no time for a soft life, at least not according to the, this society's definition of a soft life. We will have the soft life in heaven. Okay, as for now, let's just do the work of the Lord. Let's just do what we've been called to do. And no, it ain't going to always be soft. No, it ain't going to always feel good. And no, it ain't going to always be comfortable. And that's just, it is what it is. Jesus wasn't comfortable when he went on Calvary and he died so that we wouldn't go to hell. The least, the guys, you got to change your mindset about this. Amen. The least we can do, guys, is not be comfortable for the short period of time that we're here in this earth. I say it's a short period of time because in comparison to eternity, we are here for like a snap of a finger. And that's why it's so important that you get it right before it's too late, because you don't know when your time is coming. You don't know when your last day is here on earth. And because you don't know, it's not smart for you to gamble on such a thing as an eternity and where you'll spend it. I'm just saying, and um, I'm going to go ahead and go because I've been on here long enough, but I'm going to speak more on this in the future, I'm I'm sure. But I, I, I thank God for you all, and I pray this blessed you, and I ask that the Holy Spirit, I ask that each one of you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, every one of you under the sound of my voice, um, especially those of you who are not in this moment really close to God, or maybe you don't even know God. 
I pray that you have an encounter with the Holy Spirit that will change your life forever. But I also want to challenge you, okay, because you have a responsibility on your part. Seek the Lord. Repent. Turn from your evil ways. Submit and repent. Submit and repent and turn away from your evil ways and submit your will to the Lord and watch how he changes your life for the better forever. Okay. The Lord loves you more than you know. And, and yeah, guys, I just want you to know that. And I want you to be saved and I want you to be full of joy and peace. And I want you to have full understanding of what's going on. I want your eyes to be wide open right now to see what the spirit of the Lord will have you to see and to hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. Okay, guys, I'm going to leave on that note. May God bless you and keep you. And I'll catch you guys next time.